Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I have found a glitch in the matrix. Okay, judgment-free call. I just discovered within myself that I have an issue with change, which is quite shocking for me because I'm able to adapt to things quickly. I've always worked in a fast-paced environment where things were forever, ever changing. I was able to adapt to that. I was able to move from New York to Georgia. I was able to adapt to, you know, the city life and then the not-so-city life. So hearing me say that is like, no, I don't think that's true, but... When you put a magnifying glass to the things that are becoming a pattern in certain areas, you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to have to identify the fact that either A, there's an issue with change, maybe on a simplistic level, not just overall changes getting the you know, knee-jerk reaction, but you may have an issue with change or the fact that you don't know how to take off your cape. And let me tell you where I'm going with this. So a couple of years ago, I remember my aunt calling me and I was exhausted and she heard it in my voice. She was like, you okay? I was like, I'm just tired. It must've been a Sunday or maybe after Thanksgiving or something where it was just a ton of dishes. Right. And so she was like, well, go to bed. And I was like, I can't, I got to clean this kitchen. You know, I was just dreading the whole process. And she was like, use your dishwasher. And I was like, dishwasher she was like yeah I was like I don't even know how I don't know how to use it now mind you just told you I'm from New York right I don't think matter of fact no the only time that I saw a dishwasher was in one of the apartments we lived in as a child um but when my mother got a house we didn't have a dishwasher in the house so quite honestly I never really fathomed the thought of, oh, let's use this. I didn't know how to use it. Uh, I never saw it used. And every apartment that I lived in, in New York, didn't have a dishwasher, except for one. Shouts out to Left Rack City, Corona, New York. Hey. Um, yeah, but it didn't have one. So when she was like, yeah, use the dishwasher, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I put, what do you think? Right. Dishwashing liquid in it. And I had the call maintenance like um the floor is flooded with all these sud bubbles and what did I just do I'm not having a concert in my kitchen what's happening here and so I had to learn oh it's a dish pack for this uh and then you have to okay so how do you like I literally needed like a YouTube tutorial on how to use a dishwasher and I'm like super duper an adult now right so fast forward maybe a day or two ago my daughter's hair has gotten out of control in length, right? You know, every mother's dream, or at least mine was, I wanted a daughter with nice, you know, long hair so I can do those nice hairstyles, you know, either braiding it or cuting it up, you know. I think as a mother, low-key, there is something prior to having a daughter where you're just like, oh, I'm going to be doing her hair, it's going to be bows, it's going to be this. And then you get a daughter and you realize, I don't like doing hair. Um, or either one of y'all decide that either you're a mother that you love doing here and your daughter's like, no, have a nice day, you know, or it's reversed. In my situation, my daughter is super tender headed. She has a completely different texture than mine. Her hair is super duper curly. It is super duper long, like realist when she's in the bath, 
her hair is hitting waist length. Like, yes, she can sit on her hair when it's straightened, out of control. She's hated her hair being washed from the infant level. I used to be on the phone and people were like, oh, I already know that cry. Are you starting to wash her hair? And I'm like, yes. They're like, mm-mm, call me back because she's hitting all kind of soprano notes and they just wasn't interested. So fast forward, she's 10 now, right? And... Every weekend that I have to wash her hair or style her hair or what have you, the whole household knows <laughs> it has to be a complete level of silence because the scream to her being okay ratio is so low. I need a paraprofessional to help me with her hair. Like seriously, it's out of control. And once again, I spoke to my aunt and I'm like, listen, the lady that you go to, uh, that's the hairstylist, listen, when you go, you got to take her with you. I'll send snacks. I'll send help. I'll send um, whatever funds that need to equate to that level of help. But I'm not doing her hair no more. This is the last time. I'm not doing it again. And you know what my aunt said? Oh, I would have been done that. She has too much hair to be doing, trying to do by herself. Excuse, excuse me. And I was like, why didn't you say something to me before? And so in both situations, once again, I realized maybe that wasn't an option for me to send my daughter to go get her hair done by someone else because my mother did my hair every weekend or every other weekend. I've never went to a salon as a child because my mother couldn't manage my hair. I think there was one time that she was like, okay, I'm going to go get your hair straightened because, you know, she was using those real cheap plastic combs and, you know, my hair was a thug, so she would be combing and the comb would be breaking. And she's like, I just, I can't. It's too thick. I don't know what to do. I think one time she sent me to the salon and the heat from the curling iron or the flat iron, whatever they were using, um, it burnt the back of my ear. And she just vowed, like, no, we're not doing that again. And that was it. But I was teenage or pre-teenage at that point. But all throughout my childhood, I've never had it where someone else was getting paid to do my hair. So I've had the idea or I stood by the notion of that's a mother's job, right? Or somebody in the family because my aunt has done her hair before. She goes over there, you know, what have you. And so it just brought me to this topic of like, take off your cape. When things are changing and you're starting to see, okay, this load is getting heavier, Take off your cape. At one point, yes, I can go ahead and just put my daughter in, you know, the baby bathtub and she'll scream, but it's okay because real quick, put the little, you know, no tear shampoo, body wash, hair wash situation on her hair. You go ahead and you boom, 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 and you're done. It's a different story when your hair is waist length and you're screaming because you can't take um, your scalp being manipulated at all. I don't know how to detangle her level of hair. I've tried every product. like, And so I think if I'm honest with myself on this phone call, I was starting to feel like I was the issue. I was the failure. How do you not know how to do her hair? And it wasn't that I didn't know how to do her hair. I didn't know how to do her hair to the level that it didn't cause her pain and discomfort the way that it was. Because I didn't have that issue. My mother corn braided my hair. She did all kind of stuff. Her hair is different. So I've, I mean, I went to beauty salons and was like, hey, showing them pictures, like, see her hair? What do I do? She's super tender-headed. What do I need? Okay, this is going to cost 40 to $50. I'll go ahead and try it. I've asked friends who 
has her texture here and I'm like, hey, did you cry as a child? She's like, absolutely. I just got hit and I got through it. Like, <laughs> well, I'm trying to do something different, you know, change up the, the, the matrix a little bit, if you will. But I would have, if I'm honest with myself and honest with you on this call, I would have continued to do her hair and just had it where every other weekend my joy was getting stolen. Because I tried different things like maybe, you know what, maybe I don't need to do it every week. Maybe I need to do a style, protective style or something where it lasts um, two weeks. And then one time I pushed it to the max. I was like three weeks. I'm just going to brush up her edges and she'll be okay. And by the time I got to her hair, it literally felt like it all became dreads. Because the curliness thereof, I'm just like, oh, this is, yeah, I'm not equipped for this type of level. But again, it brought me to... Why don't we sway and healthily flow with the fact that things are changing? So I started thinking about different other things. I'm like, hmm, are there business entrepreneur personnel, individuals where the business is starting to pick up, but you've been so used to doing things by yourself? So Either it's difficult for you to admit, I'm going to have to delegate this particular situation or responsibility to someone else, or you just, it truly hasn't even, you haven't even fathomed the thought that I may need to outsource this particular task because you've been so used to doing it by yourself or you're more comfortable doing it by yourself, but you're not realizing, hey, just like with the dishes situation with me and the hair situation with my daughter, things are changing. And so you need to change or it's going to change you, right? So that's just kind of, it's like, oh, it makes you go through different kind of thought process. Like, Maybe you're not cool with staycations anymore with your spouse or your, you know, your loved ones, whatever. Maybe it's time that you're like, no, I need to get on somebody's plane. At one point, I wasn't tripping. You know, we don't have to go on vacations. We don't have to. I'm cool. We can drive downtown, making our way downtown. We can go ahead and go and get us a real nice hotel or something. As a matter of fact, we can go ahead and have a daytime situation and get back home because I don't like traffic. I don't like a lot of noise. Oh, you know, at one point that was cool. But then are you not paying attention to the fact that you're starting to feel like cabin fever? Like I need to get out of the state lines at this point. I don't care where we go. I want a different zip code and I want a different state. That's what I want. Are you listening to yourself in that regard? Like at one point was cleaning up your home or cleaning up the business or wherever you were doing. Was that a piece of cake at one point? And now you're like, I'm embarrassed to say, but I need help to clean my home. I just, I hate to do it, you know, and I'm not trying to be, uh, one of the celebrities where, you know, it's like the maid is coming and the service is coming on Thursdays. But you're starting to look around like, listen, the way that my business is taking off, the way that my schedule is, I just, I don't have the time. I hate it um, to clean my home. I'm going to need some help. I'm a, I don't know. I'm going to have to drop off this laundry maybe to and pay the people to go ahead and wash and do whatever. Who knows? Um, you may need to go ahead. They have so many different services that they'll deliver to your home, the ingredients or prepackaged meals. Maybe you're like, I hate the fact that it looks like I don't have enough time to cook, but I don't. So I'm going to go on, you know, these different things. I think they have like, what is that, Green Chef and stuff like that, where you can just go ahead and 
do your little ordering thing, and then they prepackage you everything, the instructions, the ingredients, and so it just makes your life that much easier. Can you take off the cape if you realize, hey, I need some help in here? Like at one point, you're looking at your children like, it was super duper easy to raise you. Once you started sleeping through the night, oh, it was a cakewalk. <laughs> Absolutely. Take you to Chuck E. Cheese, threaten to take your toy away, you know, turn off your TV if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, let you lay down, take a nap. Like, it was smooth. Now you're reaching a certain age, you you know, coming into your personality. I'm not too sure how to rear, raise this type of child. And so you may need to ask for help. And not in a complaining way, like, oh, I can't, you know, if my daughter, if my son one more time. No, maybe you need to go ahead and outsource maybe another man, maybe a family member, friend who has maybe a kindred kind of, you know, personality. I remember when my daughter was going through her little fibbing stage, I called my friend and I was like so irritated. And I was like, I don't understand, you know, this, that, and the third. And as I was on the phone with her, God bless her, shouts out to Ebony. Um, she was like, she started looking up certain things. And she was like, well, how are you asking her questions? Because the research that I just did, I'm like, research in five minutes? God bless you. Um, she was like, children are prone to telling fibs if they feel like you back them into the corner. So maybe instead of saying, did you brush your teeth? Because that pretty much puts her in the corner like, ooh, if I say no, it's going to be World War Four. If I say yes, that won't get me in trouble. It's like, you see what I'm saying? You pushed her into the corner and now she doesn't have an out. But if you rephrase that question and say, hey, if you haven't yet, go brush your teeth. That way she's pulling out the element of, oh, I'm not getting in trouble. So if I didn't, I can really go in there and just go ahead and brush my teeth. And if I did, I can say I did. But the element or the option of getting in trouble is not there. And do you know, without her saying that, I didn't even realize that. And my daughter is my second child. So you would think, oh, I know how to raise kids. Yeah. But I didn't have that fibbing issue with my son. My firstborn didn't give me that issue. He was at, actually, he was such a truthful child. That prior to me knowing something, I remember <laughs> verbatim, he came home one day and just started giving me all his electronics and his favorite toy. And he was like, I'm on punishment for a week. I'm like, what happened? He was like, well, you're going to be upset. But and then he went on to tell me what he did. And you know what? No, he, he needed to get in trouble. But excuse me, I don't need you uh, going ahead and taking the initiative to put yourself on punishment. So he already put on the calendar like, yeah, it's going to be a whole week. Here's my, you know, whatever he had at that point. I think it was his Game Boy, whatever. He was like, here, here you go. And so I didn't really get trained on, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of experience on how you deal with someone who has a fibbing kind of tongue. I was just like, oh, I'm going to rebuke the lion spirit in the name of Jesus. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to pray it out, right? And what it really was is she does not like getting in trouble. She does not like feeling like she did something wrong. So when I'm posing questions with the option of you're getting ready to get in trouble, she's taking the way of escape. You know, she's taking the biblical route. <laughs> you know, she's like, mm, which one is not going to get me in trouble? I don't care if it's truthful or not. Which one is not going to get me? Okay, so circle. That's the one I did. Yeah, absolutely washed my face. I don't care if you see the drool lines on my face because I absolutely washed my face. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> so 
are you in that place? Are you in that place of feeling like, listen, I've been doing this particular thing for so long. I don't need any help in this area. Maybe it's your fifth kid. You know, maybe it's your second marriage. Maybe it's, you know, this is your fourth time, you know, being promoted in your job. And you're like, excuse me, (laughs) I got this. Could it possibly be time for you to take off your cape? I mean, just just a question, just kind of like, hmm, is any part of this kind of making you go, you know what? I kind of, because I don't believe that age equates to experience. I believe that life circumstances equates to experience. And I feel like the more that we allow people in to be our co-teachers, the wiser we become. And so we steal that kind of experience under our belt when we have this mindset of, I got it. Or when we don't adapt to the posture of being a forever student to every situation. And one of the key indicators that, yeah, you may need some help is the fruit that is bearing from this situation. And all of the situations I just named, the underlining, blaring, alert going off, alarm, mayday, mayday, the red flashing was there was an issue with peace. There was an there was starting to be this feeling of overwhelmingness, right? And so it just became to the point that it's like, I got to do something different. And sometimes you don't know how. You just are really clear something different ha- has to happen because uh, what was once easy is not anymore, right? Like, what was the car or the house, like, is it becoming more expensive and more uncomfortable? Uh, and you're kind of just like, well... You're going back and forth with, do I downsize? Do I sell this car or house? Do I? And you, at one point it was easy. Oh, you know, that's what, that's what it costs. Okay, great. And then that interest started kicking in. And then the economy did what the economy did. And for whatever the reason, what was once a piece of cake is now a, mm, not so much. Remember what I said, anything that starts to feel overwhelming, in my opinion, is truly an indicator of something has to change. Because I truly feel, like I truly feel you have to, sometimes we don't allow ourselves to have a way out because like I said, well, my daughter's here. I feel like a mother should do her child's hair. Not that that's law, but that's what I saw. So to me, that's just, you know, that's what needs to be done. And I had to just remind myself, um, excuse me, ma'am. Even Jesus needed help carrying his cross to Calvary. Like on his way, he was th- carrying across the Calvary. He started to get weak. You, so that means that at some point, the cross wasn't super duper heavy. It wasn't unbearable. He was carrying it. But at some point, the weight of that started to take its toll, Right. And so what did they, the soldiers went ahead and was like, hey, Stephen, help him with the cross. And I want you to hear that again, because that just spoke to me while I said it. At some point, Jesus carrying the cross was easy, or it wasn't overbearing yet. But as he continued in his mission on his particular journey, the cross became overwhelming. And so he needed help. If Jesus needed help, can we just get to the place that we're like, okay, 
I, so, things have changed. I need help. I remember when I was listening to a sermon by T.D. Jakes. And he and his wife had five kids, right? Really, really close in age as well. Um, I think offhand, Cora and Sarah, I think they're about a year or two apart. So, and that was like firstborn, second, like, yeah, it's, they had a bunch of kids really, really back to back. Like, uh, yeah, that was interesting. And so he was saying when he was raising the five kids, you know, God gave him what was needed to raise those five kids. But he was like, I don't have that same tenacity when it comes to my grandkids. I'm very clear when it's time for them to go home because my nerves is bad. I can't take it. <laughs> and, you know, he's done. And it was a comical situation, but it brings to your attention that, man, do you, do you realize that sometimes we create our own bed of pain? Because we're, we try to sometimes hold the same torch of I've did it, I've done it before so I can do it again. And it's like, can I say something? You're given grace for each segment and phase of your life. Please don't burn yourself out or experience life ruins because you're trying to tap into old grace for this new season. Can you let that just sit where it's supposed to sit in your life? So the challenge that I want you to have, because, you know, I want to have thought provoking conversations where you take the information and not just hear it and go, wow, that was a good phone call. And then you hang up. No, no, no. I want you to apply it because we're all striving to become better. We're all striving to become better than our yesterday selves, our 10 year ago selves. So that 10 years from now, we'll look at ourselves and go, wow, look how much you've grown. Right. And so the challenge I would like for you to do is go back and ask yourself, just do a quick evaluation of your life and say, where in my life am I tapping into old grace? What has become a little bit overwhelming that I either have not paid attention to because there's a lack of awareness there or I'm kind of, I'm trying to reject it because I feel like, no, this is how it should be done. Where do I have that mindset and how can I go about implementing help? As simple as a dish pack, I felt so much better. Guess what? Washing dishes, no. <laughs> Throw it in the dishwasher, have a nice day. Unless I'm trying to be cheap, then, you know, then we're going to hand wash just a little bit. But, um, yeah, as far as my daughter's hair, yeah, immediately. I have made a decoration to myself. I don't care how you got to rearrange the budget, but her hair will be a part of the budget. I don't care if I got to take it from the grocery bill. I don't care if I have to take it from me skipping a month of getting my nails done. That girl's head will be done by somebody in the professional realm, okay? Because I refused to walk around and try to wear this cape. And inside, I am burning can my candlestick on both ends of the stick. I'm not doing it. I'm not causing myself. I'm not going to find my own kryptonite. You see what I'm saying? That that just that doesn't make any sense. That's not wisdom at all. So where in your life could you possibly delegate? Find a new way of doing. You know, Google if you don't feel like, well, I don't really have anybody who I can feel who can kind of help me or give me a different insight or perspective in this matter. Okay, then Google it. Freaking go on Quora.com. Q-U-O-R-A dot com. Go ask a question. 
You know how many people just answering questions just because? You never know. But you owe it to yourself to get a different insight so that you don't have to keep feeling that way inside. Do you see what I'm saying? So I want you to go ahead and apply that and really have a true assessment. It may have hit you immediately during this phone call. You're like, I don't even need to ask Cora.com. I'm going to go. I know exactly mm-hmm, that one thing right there. And I'm going to go ahead and I need to attack it. It's just time. Because what's the sense of living if, if you know, we already know there's going to be challenges and things like that. I mean, what's the sense of living a life that you don't even want to find peace in, in certain areas? Don't, please don't live the life where you are the reason you're not peaceful anymore. If things are changing, then you need to change too. Just get into alignment with the new gear or shift or whatever that your life is taking. Okay, at one point that worked. Guess what? It's not working again. You know, you know how ridiculous it will look if you're like, no, I want to wear this one shoe for the rest of my life. For the rest of your life? Okay, well, that may not work when it's raining. That may not be appropriate for a wedding. That may not be good if you want to go for a jog real quick. You're going to wash clothes and go grocery shopping in that. But then what happens when you have to go to the family reunion? Like, let's just be a little bit more fluid. Let's give ourselves a little bit more, you know, inches on the rope, if you will. Can we be kinder to ourselves by implementing a new way of doing something? Can we take off the cape together? And I'm saying this literally like a wee thing. Like as we talk, we are talking, I am unraveling my cape at the neck. Like, okay, it's time to let it go. <laughs> yeah, I have to lay it down. And that doesn't make you weak. That, that's not an indication that you're not strong. That's an indication that you've become wise. Wow, you figured out another way to keep your peace and still do something with a level of excellence? Oh, look at you working smarter, not harder. Isn't that what it's all about? So, okay, I'm confident that you got what you needed. I'm confident that in this conversation, God has said what he needs to say to you, and you need to go ahead and be obedient and do it. And when I call you back, I'm going to ask, because if you're talking to me and I hear any signs of capage, I'm going to tap you on your shoulder and go, um, what's this? Yeah, this cloth on the back of your neck. What's this? I'm sorry. No, it's not a backwards handkerchief. Don't try to get cute. What is it? And I'm going to call you out. Okay? So, as my good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. Go ahead and take off your cape. Don't fold it up. Don't put it away. Don't try to, um, I'm going to just put it on the bookshelf. No, give it to the Goodwill. You're done. Okay? All right. I'll call you back later. Yeah, because I'm, uh, I'm going to look in your window, and if I see the cape, we're going to have an argument. No, we're going to have our first argument, point blank, period. I'll call you back later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> later. <laughs>